right, welcome back to the Modern Mindfulness Podcast. It's me, Rebecca, here. And today I have a super amazing, inspiring guest, Whitney Kenter. Hello, Whitney. Hi, I'm so glad Hi. to be here. Yes, so excited yeah. to introduce you and share so many things. First, I'll just read this quick little bio about who you are to give everyone a bit of context of your background and what you're doing now. And we'll get even more into the background as we go. Whitney is CEO and founder of Glow Connective, a business consultancy that prioritizes human energy and helping executives address their most urgent challenges. With more than two decades of experiences in business advisory, financial services, and executive leadership, Whitney has led highly successful entrepreneurial businesses and organizations in the roles of CEO, managing member, and board member. Prior to founding Glow in 2020, Whitney was a founding managing member of Matter Family Office, an industry-leading national wealth management firm uniquely positioned to advise highly successful families. Power, power, power. That Just read that and be like, <laughs> wow, you're a freaking badass. So the official welcome to Whitney. Hello again. And in hearing that, are there any other things, like sometimes it's interesting to just like what comes up when you hear your bio and is there anything to add in or chime in on? I listen to you say it out loud and I think, wow, that that's a lot. <laughs> um, and in a way, I'm like, did I really do all those things? But I did really do all those things. So it's just kind of, I don't know, it's very humbling to hear you read it, um, even though I know we wrote it. So um, it's a different thing to hear it out loud, I think. Um, but I think that in addition to those things, I mean, those are some of the roles that I played um, and play now. but. There's other roles that I play. I'm a mom of three kids that are getting much older. And that's an interesting role that I play as well. And I think that so much, and I'm sure we're going to talk more about this, but you know, the roles are different than who I who I am. So who Whitney is and what Whitney stands for. And, you know, kind of my own personal transformation story is um a huge part of it that's not included in that bio. So that was kind of it was like, oh, that's one part of me, you mm. know, or my life story, but it's just a piece. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love the way you reframe that. And I think that's such a, a good reminder of just how we are all so, so versatile and multifaceted and what meets the eye or ears. And it's just one small part, no matter who you're meeting or what conversation you're in or whatever. So right. yes, right. we'll, we'll peel back the layers of the onion and get more into your other dimensions as we go, no doubt. And I do want to start with this angle that I know is very unique that I don't think I've had anyone on the show talk about yet. And as just so everyone knows, I know Whitney as a very mindful and yogi meditation, all the personal growth, we will get to that. But this business edge that you have, everyone's just heard all these roles that you've had in that part of your life. But in terms of transforming business systems as a way to help create sustainable change for individuals... You had shared with me before we hit record that that's a part of where you're at. And so could you go into a little bit more around like, what does that even mean? And how does this tie into personal development and your journey too? Yeah, for sure. So the whole premise behind Glow is what you just described. And I think that when we started this, um, it was really important to me that we recognize that we're in the beginning phase of some pretty massive shifts. And I'm sure you've talked about some of them on your podcast, but I think that how they're 
manifesting in like real practical, real world ways is that people are being more mindful. People are trying to figure out who they are. They are trying to figure out their purpose or, you know, their gifts, their talents. So X, X, um, minus all of the roles that they've been playing. I think a lot of people are going inward. And I think that because of that and knowing of that, and also recognizing the difference in the generations that we have, you know, we've got the largest amount of our workforce now in the millennials and Gen Ys. And the good news, I think it's really good news. They, they think and act very differently. And I think that's really powerful but my generation and the boomer generation don't share a lot of that. And so I think that there's a little bit of reconciling that I felt like needed to happen. And the biggest way I felt like we could have an impact is to say, okay, if we know we have this groundswell of people who are, are really trying to tune into themselves, figure out what a healthy work environment is and, you know, what they want to do and how they want to show up and how much they want to work and where they want to work and all of these things, we have to change the business systems. We have to. All business systems aren't going to work with people who care about this. And then also the other big thing is that the old business systems were more into force and structure and don't get me wrong. I'm all for structure when structure is supportive, but I think a lot of the business systems have been structure for structure's sake. And actually it has not been in the best interest of most of the humans. And so there's just all these things that were happening. And I just couldn't stop thinking about how, how are business leaders going to embrace these changes? Because kind of pretending like they're not happening or saying, you know, maybe it'll happen on someone else's wash or put, pushing it down. That's not good for anybody. And so, um, so that's kind of why we started glow to begin with, because we just knew that businesses needed to be transformed. Mm. And so we want to help usher in this new system and it's not a cookie cutter approach at all. It's yeah. very different. Oh yeah. yeah. It, you made me think of kind of like chicken or the egg, like what came first and like, what angle do we take first in this, you know, quote, quote, new world, whatever we're creating yeah. here, whatever we're watching. And, and I, this niche is so great for you. And I think I'm so glad you're, you're glad that you're here to highlight it because it is like, there's so much I'm in the self-development world. I see all this stuff. You've seen it on a personal level. It's everywhere. And I think what you're doing is is this next level slash same level, but something that has to happen and coincide with all of this self-development. Otherwise, like you said, there's just right. going to be this mismatch of all these like awakened individuals and then the yes. businesses that aren't there to meet them. So right. to help well, the I'm businesses sure you've out. Seen it. Yeah. With all your all the people that you've worked with where they become more um they, they become more centered, they become more awakened, whatever words we want to use. And then they kind of have to shut that down to go to work. Yeah. That's not good. That doesn't, I mean, that's the whole reason why there's an E at the end of glow. It's not because we can't spell. It's because the E is for energy and energy is what we all bring, right? I mean, we're made of energy and businesses don't work without humans. Even in the future with all the AI and the robots and everything, we're still going to need humans. So, you know, mm -hmm. so the energy does really matter. And so we didn't want to have all these people working on 
themselves and becoming the best version of themselves and then have to almost shut down and go to work and show up as someone different. That doesn't, because it's not going to be the same there. I mean, they're not going to be, if they're glowing over here and all of a sudden the system that they're in when they have to go to work kind of dims that that's not good. That's not good for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say you also see it from a similar, but just slightly shifted stance of there are probably really great, amazing leaders that, you know, and meet and not everyone is tapped into like their deepest healing and their own. So people at that level also are like, maybe they built, they already done some of this restructuring of the business, but then, yeah. oh, then they feel it too. Like they're at the top and then they're trying to lead from a place that isn't as energetic or glowy. Do you see that as well? Yeah. Yes, for sure. I mean, we've had clients that, you know, after we've been working together for three, four five months, they start saying things because we're not we're not as, um, we're not putting, uh, our spiritual side out there all the time up front. You know, we kind of figure out where people are and then, you know, maybe I'll tell them part of my own personal journey when maybe that comes up in conversation, but we've had multiple clients that I would say we're not glowy at, at all. Um, good people, great people. You can be a great person and not be glowy, but they hadn't done the same level of work like we're talking about uh, with themselves, but yet they were starting to talk different. Like one CEO in one of our meetings was like, well, maybe we should just put it out to the universe. And <laughs> Celeste, business partner, and I, we about fell out of our chairs thinking <laughs> we don't talk like that. I mean, we do normally, but we, we have not talked that way to them as a team because that's not where they are, but it was just interesting. So there's these subtle shifts sometimes you know, and that, and one of the reasons why we added to our team, um, our coach, our peak performance coach and mindfulness coach and bringing that work in is when we get these leaders who have not done that kind of work before, and then they hear about our personal stories or they hear about some of these things and they find out that we can help them with that. It's nice to be able to integrate that into the work because they can be working with Ariana on themselves as individuals, but we're working on the system and it really, it amplifies things because once they get excited about what, what's possible when, if everyone could feel this way, everyone could feel energized, everyone could feel like they're in their own zone of genius and doing what they meant they're meant to do. And they're aligned because they have clarity. Oh my gosh. I mean, they all of a sudden are like, this is amazing. Why wouldn't I want everyone to feel this way? You know, mm. so it's a pretty cool thing. Like it is a chicken or the egg. We don't, I would say more often than not, they're coming in um, for the organizational side and maybe have done a little bit of this, but not as much, but then we just kind of help them take them wherever they are. And whether it's working with us or working with someone else, you know, we just are all there for them because we know how powerful it would be. Mm. Yeah. And I think that speaks really highly of you and your team. And just because there's something to be said for any like leader embodying, like walking the walk, talking the talk. So even just being in, in the vicinity of you and being led by you, even though, like you said, you're not sitting there telling them your own self-growth and personal development stories, unless they come up, 
there's something that gets transmuted in that and for them to feel comfortable and just to let that shift happen. So that's, that's awesome. You mentioned energy, you mentioned glow. Now that people have been hearing a little bit about what you do, could you share a little bit like, what is glow? How did it begin? As I read in the bio there, the intro started in 2020. We know it was going on during that year. Could you share just a little background of glow with an E? Yes, absolutely. So um, prior to 2020, I'd spent um, the prior 25 years in the accounting and wealth management space, which is sounds like maybe the anti-glow <laughs> uh, industry, perhaps. But um, but what was interesting about every single part of my journey, um, I was always interested in like the human behavior. And when I started working with ultra high net worth families, I was always more interested in the family dynamics and how that played in. Because to me, like the numbers aspect and the strategies aspect, that that was that was really easy and simple. But what was really hard were the complexities of either the team or the family system. And so even though I didn't formally go to school for that, that's kind of what the 25 years of working um, in that industry where I was really passionate and focused. So much so that um, up until uh, starting Glow, the prior 11 years, I had co-founded a, a firm that really we were focused on the culture, trust, communication of the family system as much as we were focused on their investments, estate, accounting, all those good things. And so we were one of the um, one of the largest firms in the country that was really had this very intentional qualitative and quantitative approach to working with high net worth families. And I was really excited about what we were able to build and grow. But um, from about 2018 to 2020, as I was mentioning earlier, I started to realize how much that work and these generational clashes and the increased um, number of people who are becoming more awakened or tapping into themselves, they're healing themselves you know, how that was going to ultimately impact businesses. Now, I didn't predict the pandemic, nor did I anticipate how much our timing would be um, fortuitous, I guess. Um, but the the pandemic really amplified the work that we were doing because of the, you know, so many people were just traditionally minded and going to work in a physical location. And then all of a sudden they were at home and then there was the hybrid or not and there's all these things and that that was a huge part of us kind of helping leaders walk through and figure out what's the right thing for their company what's the right thing for their people how do they feel about it because i would say many of my generation and the boomers were like what are you talking about we can't we can't run a company if people are just sitting at home and then a lot of distrust but they're just sitting in their pajamas and they're not really working and they're doing laundry and all these things. And it was like, oh my gosh, we have to, we have to help people see um, how to, how to embrace these changes. And, and for me, it was, it was a little bit like, this is just the tip of the iceberg because it was only one piece. The pandemic was only one piece of an indication of these shifts. And so, um, so yeah, so I went to my partners in 2020 and I said, you know, I'm, going to go build something 
else. And um, I really want to tackle business systems. I've been focused on kind of tackling family systems for a long time. And there was a lot of learnings that I felt like were really applicable to the way that we wanted to think about um, transforming the business systems. And so took a huge leap of faith and um, started Glow in 2020. And it's been an amazing ride for sure. Mm. So fun. What, yeah. where did, did you come up with the name glow and you've mentioned a little about light and dim. So is there yeah. any more to that? Yeah. So yes, I'd been writing. I don't remember. I need to go back through all my journals because there's so many, there's like two and a half years worth of, you know, just writing in cursive, this name glow and the E was small at, at first. And then it was big and um, just thinking about energy. And I think one of the early um, reasons for it being called glow was this recognition of energy and that we're all energy. And as I was learning more about, you know, my own energy and how to tap into that and how to um, kind of ascend in that way, it just felt like a good description for what I felt like I wanted people and then systems to do. And so it kind of started as a visual thing because thinking about how, you know, if you have little, you know, because I always felt like my light was dim for a really long time. But when, as I went through my healing process and my own personal transformation, I just felt like I just kept glowing or now we would say glowing, but glowing a little brighter and all the things that that did for me and all the different things that I was able to attract, you know, as a result. And so if I think about a business as like, you know, however many people you have or little dots of energy and imagine what your business could do if the majority or all of your people were really glowing, they were doing what they're meant to be doing. They were, you know, very clear on what their role is and how that contributes to the bigger picture. And I don't know. So to me, glow was always like this visual thing of how cool would that be if everyone could glow in the world? Mm. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. You know, I love it and all about the light and I'm picturing like a little picture of just all the teeny lights, kind of like when we're like those airplane views or outer space views yeah. looking at earth and just seeing that glow and all the lights are lit up and it just yeah. so connecting. Hence the other part of the name, right? Glow connective, but so good. And I, the question just popped to mind as you were talking around males and females. And if you're seeing anything as a trend, I do feel like you're des definitely at the cutting edge here of, we're going to see a lot more of what you're doing. I'm just projecting. And have you seen yeah. more men jumping into uh, this sort of work or at the leadership level? Are there more women? I mean, are you seeing any shifts at all? Like, you know, one, one more than the other. Um, from a personal perspective from them jumping in. Yes, um, that and both. Like curious just at because I feel like a lot of the companies that I'm guessing need this restructuring are maybe, you know, male dominant. And I don't have a yeah. lot of, you know, I don't watch too much of the, the corporate world yeah. of America or whatever, but are men stepping into this now? Because I'm feeling like they are. I'm feeling like we're at this point where for a while it was like boo patriarchy, and that's still probably yeah. what got us to where we are now is yeah. that and yeah. I'm feeling like there's already a lot of progress being made. Is that true? I I think so. I mean, it was interesting to me that um, I felt like our brand and who we are, we're all females. 
Um, I felt, you know, everyone at the very beginning, they were like, oh, so you're targeting, targeting women-led companies. And I was like, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just saying we're going to work, you know, with women. And for the first year and a half, at least, um, all of our clients were men. And now to be fair, it could be because 93% of CEOs are men. And so there's just a lot more of them. Um, but it did surprise us a little bit because I think that our approach is very vulnerable. Like we ask, I would say, not your typical consultant type questions at the beginning. Um, I mean, we do, we have to get to some of those basics, but again, it's a very different process and it feels different. It feels very vulnerable. And so um, I, I, I really feel honored that the men that hired us that maybe didn't know totally what they were getting into, um, but they, they appreciated it and they, they could feel the difference. And um, I do think that it was in, in many cases, I felt like it opened a door to some other ways of thinking about things that I think is really good and really helpful to everyone. I mean, we have some female CEOs now and love working with them as well. Um, but most of them, I would say we could talk on the same, you know, talk the same language more quickly because many of them had already been exploring some of these things and were more, um, more open about it to us early. And so, again, I don't, I, I don't think it's a stereotype, but I think it's just been our experience. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And you totally, you got exactly what I was questioning there. So thanks for kind of catching that curveball. Okay. but it's like, I just, the world I'm in, there's all the feminine. I know you see it too, like feminine. And we need that. We need to balance out yeah. what has not been that. But at the same time, I, like throughout these last five years or whatever, I've been like, what about the men though? And I feel a little like yeah. people are just sort of cutting them off and like giving all men, and this is my generalization here, but it's like, yeah. wait, there are men doing the work right now. And then just to applaud that. And then yes, the statistic that sure most CEOs are men, yeah. that's a whole other right. topic, but right. you know, what a cool gateway yeah. that you've provided. And that also just, I think speaks a lot to your energy and just that, that structure and that hold and that balance that you have where I don't know, sometimes feminine companies or feminine angles can be way too flowy. I've seen it in small businesses and yep. we need that masculine structure. So right. you have that and you're able to just be enough of that to let let the more masculine types, not just gender, whatever, right? But it's like, that's so cool to hear that, you, that you've been noticing that. Um, so we're going to go into your personal journey because- right. You and I have known each other for, I, I think it had to be like time. 2011 when Yoga 6 opened in St. Louis. So, and yeah. just so everyone knows you're currently in St. Louis right now, correct? Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. St. Louis based, but Glow is worldwide, nationwide. Oh, well, nationwide. <laughs> yes. I guess I do technically have a call with someone in another country in a few weeks. So um, maybe one day Glow will be global. That would be amazing. Oh, global Glow. It sounds, uh, sounds yeah. nice. Yes. Yeah. Well, so St. Louis. And so that's where, you know, there's some St. Louis sins listening, just even from my world and that chapter. And it's so great to like yeah. reconnect with all of them and you, especially because I was telling you and we chatted the last time. I mean, I remember like day one at yoga six, you were there and you were there. Like, I feel like every single one of my classes. And so that's yeah. just so special. That was over 10 years ago. And so I knew you as a yogi. I didn't know you, you know, probably for the first 
year or two, I was like, oh, well, right. she's in and she's out. I knew you went to Denver yeah. for stuff and you knew the yoga talk. We could talk yoga. And I love that. Yeah. So could you share whether it's yoga, whether it's whatever else you consider like in this personal development journey of yours, however far back you want to go, however yeah. much into it you want to share, but I would love to let everyone hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, my, I guess, entrance into my own like major personal transformation was actually yoga. So I, when I talk about my story, I talk about you. I talk about another instructor that mm-hmm. um, I was very uh, dedicated to that I, because when I was commuting to Denver a lot, um, that was another kind of gateway for me into this transformation. But so yoga kind of, I started it early on as, as, you know, an alternative workout basically to some other things that I was doing, but because of you and Billy in Denver, Mm -hmm. I started to listen and get curious about the other side of it, the non-workout side, the real yogi part. And, um, I would say that kind of, I, I tiptoed into, um, but my spiritual journey as a result of that. So I, I mean, thank you mm-hmm. truly mm-hmm. because you were a huge catalyst for me. And 2011 was a really big year for me. Um, I had finally gotten up the courage after kind of three serendipitous interventions of, uh, of sorts with three different individuals coming to me and saying they were concerned for me and mm-hmm. felt like my marriage was not a healthy situation. And, um, and actually had a therapist tell me the same thing, our marriage therapist, um, told me the same thing. And, um, and that was a huge awakening moment for me, like, oh my gosh. And I had three young kids at the time and I was in total shock and had to really tap into, okay, if I can figure out how to see the world through their eyes and see what's going on and then, you know, stop shaming myself and, you know, blaming myself if I'm going to break up this family or whatever. And um, so 2011 was kind of the first year of, you know, I, I was able to exit the marriage. Um, I was, I moved with my kids and I mean, it was very, it was a very crazy year for sure. And so, um, so through all of that, I mean, I really, I think dove in hard to more of the spiritual side of yoga and and it really was a journey back to myself because I did not realize that for so long I had been becoming a fraction of myself. I mean, I, I always tell people, I'm like from the outside, you know, you would look at my career and the boards that I was on and the things I was doing in the community. And, um, you would say, oh my gosh, she had it all. She had, she had it all. She was super successful, had all these things, had three kids, you know, all the things. And yet I was truly dying inside, like just so, and, and I didn't really realize it because I was on the hamster wheel. I was just like, okay, striving, and doing, you know, one more thing, one more board, whatever it was. And so it's another way of numbing, right? You just dive into um, these other things so that you don't have to admit or address what's really going on. So whenever I meet people and they get, 
they're curious about my story, it's like I come with a massive amount of compassion because I know what it's like to be on that wheel. And I didn't see it as numbing. I didn't see it as running away from the root issues. I didn't see it that I was far, so far away from myself. I didn't see any of that at the time. It took a good several years to unravel the programming that I had been um, given or um, it used to. And, and to unravel all that was really scary because you kind of, it's like you, you think, you know, and then you start questioning absolutely everything that you thought you knew is true. And it's a really scary thing. So I'm very grateful for not just the yoga, but I mean, the teachers and the resources and all the different things that I was able to come into contact with because it really did change my entire life. Like not only is it a huge foundation for what we're doing with GLOW today, because I feel like I can relate to people who don't know how to make that leap or don't know how to maybe question some of the programming or something like that. So, um, but yeah, so it's interesting that I met you. And I mean, it's not interesting, but in <laughs> hindsight, I guess I didn't realize it was exactly that year, but um, yeah. that we met, but that was a huge, yeah, that was a huge beginning. That was the jumping off point for me, like the new, the real Whitney. That was the mm. jumping off point. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't know that either, obviously. So that's yeah. even more special. Um, and thank you yeah. for sharing that. And, you know, I yeah. can relate to a lot of in that relationship piece and the patterns, you know, it's, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it is like you mentioned the hamster wheel and the numbing out. And I think people are hearing a little bit more about that these days. It's like, this is a thing. This is a nervous system thing. This is like a mind body. You get so used to these patterns that, and like you said, we're all energy. So it, in a way it's like, well, since we're all energy, energy is movable. And, and that's like yeah. the good news, but then also yeah. is the bad news because it's not like you just can take your, you know, a jacket off or something and be done with it. It's not a physical, right. easy thing to do. It's like morphed into your energy and it becomes this just messy hybrid of bad patterns, good patterns, though, the confusion yeah. that comes with all of that. And then, yeah. So in all of that feeling, whatever, I feel like this, the, these episodes sometimes serve as interventions depending on the topic. And so in a way, if someone's listening, even right now, this could be a little tap on the shoulder. Like if you relate to anything at all in Whitney's story and journey that she just shared, like tap, tap. And just like in 2011, you had the friends we have, I mean, would you say, I don't know if there's like an element of surrender or if it really is just divine timing. Like when you think of in hindsight, those friends that were saying, Hey, Whitney, I'm concerned for you or thinking of how you found yoga. Is there any other way to explain it? Is it divine timing? Is it just like, was there another part of you that was just kind of in surrender mode or were you like, I don't know if there needs to be a little gap. So the light can come in type of thing or did it just happen? It's just kind of in the flow of it all. I feel like from the friend's perspective, I think probably what they saw was such a diminished light in me that finally, I mean, I'm so grateful for them for having the courage, but um, I think, I think that probably for me, it was, it was, um, I'm sure it was divine timing, but I think it was my body actually probably emitting these signs for help 
You know what I mean? Because I don't think that my mind definitely did not see it. I mean, I saw the abuse, I felt the abuse, I experienced the abuse and that was, but I rationalized it. My mind was like, well, you know, this or that. And so, you know, our minds are really powerful as I know you talk about. (laughs) Um, And sometimes the things that our mind does that they think is helping us stay safe is actually not. So I think it was probably my body kind of putting out these SOS signs. And I'm really grateful that these three people were like, Hey, wait a second, time out. Um, let's, can we just, can we just talk honestly for a minute? And I remember the first conversation, I was super defensive. I was like, Oh no, 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 it's fine. Totally fine. It was just a bad, bad night or bad moment or whatever. It's fine. I can handle it. And then the second time I was like, that's weird. I don't even know this person that well. I mean, I didn't know him as well. And then I was like, hmm, that's weird that he observed. And then by the third one, I'm like, okay, (laughs) what am I missing? I must be missing Mm. something. And so, um, yeah, so I think it probably, I'm sure it must've been like the universe, like, all right, and we're done. Okay, time to move on. So we're gonna keep putting people in front of you because obviously- I I couldn't do it on my own. And so there had to be some kind of external force Mm -hmm. come in and and try to, and try to shake it up. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Well, it's like, if you see something, say something and just like, thank you friends and thank you strangers. And I, and just let that also be such a powerful reminder to people. Like if there are those people in your life that you're noticing things like sometimes it is that outside voice that that comes in and it's still up to the individual to hear it and take take on the advice or the, right. the action step that needs to happen but it's like it don't hold back your own voice when you're truly concerned about someone else right now more than ever i feel like so yeah, yeah. wow what a yeah. what a little journey and i know you mentioned a little bit about and i believe in this too where so you get you get used to an abusive relationship like a marital relationship and then other abusive relationships also feel normal. And whether we right. go back into childhood, it's not always like so rooted in that. But so I, yeah. was there something going on too in like business? Were you realizing like once you kind of pull the blinders back, whatever, like, oh, I'm getting used yeah. to being treated this way. Is there any more to add right. in? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent, you know, because we are one person having an ex- one human having an experience, it was not a surprise to me that when I kind of became more aware about how I was showing up in different situations and the relationships that I had outside of my marriage, um, I was like, I'm allowing the exact same thing (laughs) to happen. So, I mean, that was more complicated. Um, I was so passionate about my work. I mean, I guess it's not, I was so passionate about my kids that I made excuses for my husband and, and I, my work in a way was like my kids, you know, it was like my piece of art that I'm creating and I'm very passionate about that. And so I made excuses for relationships that did not serve. And, um, and it's, and again, it's not because any of those people were bad people. It was really, it was just the environment and, you know, my part in it was I was allowing it. And so I own that. And even though these things were happening, um, I did have a, I did have a part in that. And I was repeating, I was allowing the patterns to repeat. 
And, um, and it took me a little bit longer to kind of figure out, oh, wait, I don't have to accept this anywhere in my life. Like I had figured out that I don't have to accept it in, in my um, personal life, but I hadn't figured it out that I don't have to accept it in my professional life. And so, um, but, you know, I'll talk to people now and sometimes they'll say, you're just so in alignment. Like the way that you live your personal life is the same way you live your professional life. And I'm like, yes. And wouldn't it be great if everyone could do that? I mean, that's the whole premise, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be one person all the time. You want to, I just want to be Whitney all the time. <laughs> and so <laughs> I don't want to have to be this shade of Whitney over here and this shade of Whitney over here. And I mean, that's exhausting. Talk about, you know, energy. It takes a lot more energy to um to keep up that non-authentic and aligned person. So um mm. yeah, so for sure. And I and I'm sure that you know that's been other people's experiences and whether it starts with one and bleeds to the other, you know, it I don't think it really matters, but I think coming back to yourself and figuring out how to align yourself with who you are and what you really want is um is critical. And what I hope for everyone. I mean, that's mm. the foundation, obviously, of glow. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for sharing that. And um, yeah. yeah, and just like applauding you on the spiritual, I call it spiritual strength training, where it's these, yeah. it's not easy to do what you did, no. get out of the marriage, get out of the toxic work environment. So it's like, and it's not for the faint of heart or whatever, because it really does take. But I always feel like when these kind of conversations come up, I can't help but think of the spiritual practices where it's like we go to yoga and we hear the talk, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it sounds good for the hour you're on your mat. But like so many teachers yeah. will say the yoga's off your mat. Like this is just one hour. Right. It's what you do. Right. But that time on your mat is like, in my opinion, so, so many types of strength training and whatever, all the different things, but specifically for these spiritual moments off your mat in life. And so I'll, I'll start to wrap this up here, but I do want to ask you whether there's some personal practices that you lean on. Are you still hitting your yoga mat so many times a week? Do you journal? Do you meditate? Like what are some of your go-tos these days for maintaining some of these things that you've shared? Yeah. So I do still do yoga. It's interesting because when I'm in Denver and I'm there about eight, eight to 10 days a month right now. And, um, and I walk to yoga every morning, like religiously, because probably because it's in walking distance and also because of the teachers, like I've just kind of got into a routine there when I'm in St. Louis, um, especially in the nicer months, um, I, my meditation, part of my meditation is running. And so I'll run in the morning and then always journal. Um, and then oftentimes we'll meditate as well. So, um, Running has, I, I never thought of myself as a runner, but started running kind of, you know, casually a few years ago and found that gets my brain going and helps me um, release a lot of things. I mean, even this morning, I was, I woke up anxious, like full of anxiety. And I thought, whoop, better get my running shoes on. <laughs> I need to go move. And it wasn't a fast run by any stretch, but by the time I got finished with it, I felt so much better. So I think running yoga, meditation, I journal like crazy. That's, mm -hmm. that is definitely something. And actually oh, these are <laughs> a lot of journals like from the last year and a half or so, but yeah, those are my practices. 
that are, that I go to. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorites too. Yeah. That's a lot. That's quite a stack back there. There's <laughs> a lot of journals. I know. <laughs> it's a lot of journals. Yeah. It's amazing. It's through like one every couple of months, probably. So do you like to just like brain dump journal? Do you go in with a question? Do you have any prompts that you like to use? You know, I have always been a brain dump. I didn't even know that people use journal prompts. I mean, I did, <laughs> but I never really, cause I've never done that. And I thought, huh, that's, that would be kind of actually more interesting probably if I had a prompt, but usually it's just kind of whatever is happening is boring into my journal. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of ideas and things like that too. And when I do it in the morning too, sometimes it's like reflecting on dreams and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, whatever works. Yeah. I like, yeah. I, I'm not really great with prompts. I try to create them for people and use them myself and it doesn't just does not feel as in flow for me, but there might be a time when it does. Yeah. yeah. I just I think there's so much up here. I just have to like brain dump it out. So it's exactly. a nice cleansing practice. Okay. Right. So although this whole conversation, I think wraps up like the modern mindfulness idea. I do want to ask you the question I ask everybody, which is why do you think it's important? Or maybe there's just like one little blanket statement around why is modern mindfulness a thing? Why is mindfulness important to talk about these days? I think it's mostly important because the not doing it is not working anymore. Mm. Because if we by all of us becoming more mindful and, you know, really tapping into ourselves that benefits everyone. And so I think we've kind of gone from this individual individualistic society to understanding that maybe, you know, more community and, you know, how we all contribute to the whole is more important. So I think the more people that can become more mindful, the better off everything will be. We've got, we've certainly got our share of issues in the world. So I think that it starts with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, choose your mindfulness practice. There are so many very much available things, but yeah, it right. really does start with the individual because yeah. the old way does not work anymore in all the ways. Ah. So, so I've loved talking to you about this. I know we could keep going. Oh, I do want to be mindful of the time and your time. And I'm guessing there are people out there that are like, tell me more. Where can I find Whitney? Where does she hang out? Are there any other ways to, to connect? I think you have a, the newsletter, which I personally love. I read the one the other day on compassion. Like, So where can people find you first? Where's the best place to connect with you? And then tell us a little bit more about the newsletter. Sure. I would love to connect with anyone um, through our website, um, www.glowwithaneconnective.com. And we can put it somewhere for people too. Um, we're on LinkedIn also, and I'm on LinkedIn um, regularly and Instagram. I'm not on Instagram quite as much, but I am on it. So um, you can find me. I'm, my Instagram is glow with me. So with any. So um, yeah, find me there. And our newsletter is great. It's just intended to be a very quick read, a little spark, we call it spark of energy on a Wednesday morning. And hopefully it's some new insights or thoughts um, for your day uh, that you can hopefully apply to your life and to your business and um, always an invitation to chat. And we also do a lot of writing. So all of our blogs are on our website too. So in case you have any specific questions, there might be a blog that we've written about 
but mm. yes, yes. I'll put all that in the show notes and yeah, spark. I love that Wednesday morning spark. So good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening and Whitney, thank you so much for coming on the show. Fun. Thank you so much for having me. This was a total gift. Thank you. Mm, yes, you're welcome. All right. Well, everyone check Whitney out, check glow out and until next time. Bye.